Welcome to this week's Monday Morning Couch Potatoes podcast. We are talking NFL draft winners and losers. Are you ready for some playoff hockey? How about some MLB news? Did the Cubs really beat the shit out of the hapless Dodgers? Grab a beer and hit the couch, sports fans. Sports, 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 sports. It's time for another episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bring an in your face sports talk from Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, and beyond. And go Bears! And listen in to find out who'll get run over by this week's Smack Wagon. All that and more coming at you on this week's episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Here are your hosts, Ron L.V. Wrights and Timothy T-Dog Wiltberger. Right, you guys? Podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Right? Now that is how you do it. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean for free? We're not getting paid for this? I've been waiting for my check this whole time, man. What the hell's going on? Listen, there's better ways of of producing podcasts and getting people to listen to it. You need commercials. The key to any podcast is poor sound quality and tons of commercials. And that's what we'll have to have one of these days. Well, we've already had the poor sound quality. You remember that? Oh, yeah. The beginning of the year with my shitty microphones that I was going through and... The, the mics that you had connected that actually weren't connected? Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, all that. Yeah, I had them connected, and they were, but I was using the computer internal mic like a dumbass because I didn't have it set up right. Yeah, the one where I sounded like I was in a bathroom or in a closet or whatever. Well, I can tell you this. I can tell you what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be cracking open a nice cold brewski. There you and go. How about it? A Mother's Day brewski. Happy Mother's Day out there, ladies. Yes. And to the dads that have to hang with the mothers. Totally cool. Totally fine. Look at this, dude. A tall PBR. Wow. It tastes as bad as it always has. Oh, good. Well, yes, absolutely. Happy so Mother's Day. what's going Day. on, man? You're... Your voice sounds a little scraggly. You've been doing some screaming there, buddy? I have been. I was out in Provo, Utah, Salt Lake City, also, Utah. <clears throat> for yeah, a little bit of for a little bit of hockey with my son. He's on a travel team called The Storm. And nice. he, he he they won two games and unfortunately they lost two games, but they made it to the gold medal round and uh they got whooped on by a team out of California, but that's okay. They came in second and still win. Second is still good. Now, you, we can say a lot of things, <laughs> but uh, I was quite happy with with that second place uh, victory. It was a great game. Nice. A lot of screaming. A lot of screaming. Angry screaming? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go! Skate, move your feet. You know that's why my voice right. is all cracked up, but that's okay. I was I was happy to be there. It was fifty degrees in in Provo, Utah. Absolutely beautiful out. It's like sixty five 
hundred feet elevation. It's beautiful. It's not too shabby. There you go. How about you? How was your weekend? You know, and my wife was with us, so you know we had a nice um, Mother's Day celebration. How was your weekend? Nice, nice. Yeah, um, we did Mother's Day brunch today, which was fun. And um, that's pretty much it. I cut the grass today. Is that what you're supposed to do on Mother's Day? Cut the grass and trim the hedges. So there you go. Not I'm, much fun. I'm sure there's some mothers out there that trim the hedges. Now we had, um, you need that sound effect that goes, um, we had, uh, my son's birthday on Friday. So we went and watched a a movie and, uh, you know, had, uh, drank plenty of whiskey and smoked some cigars and saw that and then pretty much recovered, recovered on Saturday. What's that? I said, I saw the, I saw the picture, the cigars. Yep. Pretty impressive. So. Just sat on the back uh, patio up by the golf course, watched people teeing off, kind of heckled them here and there. <clears throat> nice. The, the 15th hole, they, they live on a golf course that's it's in Dallas called Tour 18, which actually has 18 signature holes um, that are replicas of, of you know big holes around the country. Well, popular holes, I should say. Well-known, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the 15th yeah. tee box is right off their back fence. So you get to watch people go and hacking it up. Nice. Oh, yes. Good times. Good weekend. I think this is what you were talking about. Oh, no, this one. Not that one. (laughs) No. I have it in here somewhere. Although that one would have been appropriate as well on your, your, your terrible joke about mothers. Well, let's... Whatever. <laughs> it's only terrible if you know what I'm talking about, my friend. So let's get into some NFL football. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about the Las Vegas Raiders, the Chicago Bears, and the Dallas Cowboys. But there were a lot of other teams that picked up some players in the draft, my friend. Yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, those three teams are the ones we covered, and that was a bit. That was a lot to cover going through all the draft picks. But just overall, um, you know, really an interesting draft. I think when you you know we talked about the quarterbacks and that being big, big, and you got Trevor Lawrence there at the top, um, and this is he is considered to be the the um, you know some the once in a kind of or you know once every decade type quarterback that comes along. Uh, you know, remember the, Andrew Luck had this hype? Yeah, the creme de la creme, right? Yeah, Andrew Luck had this hype. You go back in, you know, a little further, and Peyton Manning had that hype. and Ryan Leaf had that hype, too. Well, unfortunately, yeah. No? Unfortunately, he was also hyped. <laughs> but now Hyper. he's a psycho. But, um, but yeah, so what a, what a chance for Jacksonville, an organization, to turn around getting that top pick. Now, they've gotten... The, a lot of high picks. I mean, they, they've been pretty damn shitty, right? They haven't made the playoffs, I think, but once in the last 15 years, something like that. Um, and I think other than Cleveland, they got the worst record in, you know, in that span. I believe it's Cleveland. Um, but I mean, yeah. he is, he's that once in a, in a, you know, very, you want to call it once a decade, whatever you want to call it. And it's going to be interesting to see because that's, you know, uh, We'll see how Urban Meyer, rookie coach, not rookie in coaching, obviously, but in the NFL. 
Yeah. He's got his QB. I, they're saying Jacksonville is going to be a fun team to watch, man. It should be. I mean, it was interesting. The We know what the number one pick, number one pick overall, right, first round. But they also had a the 25th pick in the first round. They picked up that Travis, what is that, Etienne? Et oh, the receiver. The running back out of Clemson. Oh, the running back out of Clemson. Okay, I was thinking, I don't know why Elijah Moore popped into my head. I even said the guy's name, and I know I said his last name incorrectly. It's Etienne, like, I think is how it's pronounced. Yeah, Etienne. And, yeah. Uh, you know, how interesting that's going to be, you know, the Clemson quarterback with the Clemson running back. That's should be yeah, interesting. I was I was a little surprised by that move. I mean, they they actually got a, a steal last year when they had undrafted uh, rookie free agent James Robinson. Uh, they added to the team and he played really well. Um, But, you know, with what I mean, this is what it's Urban Meyer style. This is what he's trying to build there. And he felt that that you know he he needs, you know, with the type of run pass option offense that he's going to run, he's going to need a lot of options in that backfield. So, we'll see. Um, I, I don't think this should spell less time on the field for Robinson, but we'll see. I mean, that was an interesting pickup. I know they had a lot of holes, but um, you're right; they were a lot. A lot of we're saying that that was a decent pick as well, getting Lawrence's uh, backfield mate there from Clemson. Yeah, I mean. They got a running back. Then the first pick in the second round, they picked up that cornerback, Tyson Campbell, out of Georgia. Then they want offensive line, safety, defensive end. Any Anything that surprised you out of uh, Jacksonville at all? No, not really. I mean, they pretty much – I mean, other than the the Etienne there at the running back there, the late first round, I mean, that was a little bit of a reach for me, but not, not terribly um, – you know, when you look at it, he was definitely the number one running back available, I believe, or or for the most part, I th- I believe he was. He was a f- he was a first round grade as far as on most boards. Um, but now Campbell, that's the uh, the cornerback. You said that they that they got. Um, he was on my mock draft for the Bears. I wanted the Bears to actually get him. Um, and you said they got him in the first round, or the no, they got him in the beginning of the second yeah, first round. First right? pick, second round, number thirty-three. Yeah, Tyson Campbell, right? Yep. Yeah, um, uh, tall guy, um, and I think that probably um, the reason they went with this pick is partly because of um, the guy they got last year, uh, C.J. Henderson, which I didn't think he was a top ten pick. I want to say he was a top ten pick. Um, he couldn't stay on the field. Yeah. You know, so um, they did sign uh, Shaquille Griffin in the offseason. So I think you're going to have Griffin on one side, and I think Campbell's going to be there to to press Henderson, and he's probably going to have to compete for his job now. And he was a top-10 pick last year. So, I mean, if you can't stay on the field, you're going <laughs> to get replaced. Yeah, absolutely. So, But uh, – <laughs> I one of my friends is a big um, Browns fan, and he was like, "Yeah, did you see what the Browns did?" You know, I'm like, "I'm looking, I'm looking at what they did." I think, yeah. I mean, as far as Jacksonville goes, Jacksonville needs help, and I think they they found some of the pieces that can help with that team. You're absolutely right. I think it's going to be an interesting year to see how that team plays out. Um. You know, we'll have to, after, right when the beginning of the season starts or right the week before the beginning of the season starts, we'll have to do our mock what we feel the teams will place 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll, like yeah. where, where do we think the Bears are going to end up at? NFL preview, baby. We'll have an NFL preview podcast. I love it. It's all kinds of options, but man. I was looking at Cleveland. You know, they had the 26 pick uh, overall, and they picked up Greg Newsom out of Northwestern, cornerback. Uh, they also picked up another linebacker, which I don't know if they needed one or not. I mean, maybe they did. Let's see. What they're basically the the analysts think they need a DL, a, a cornerback, a linebacker. So they obviously feel that the biggest weaknesses are on the side are on that side of the ball, which is defensive side, with the need for a young pass rusher to develop behind Miles Garrett and uh, Jav- Javon Clowney. Jadavian. Um, Jadavian, thank you. So offensive line is the strength of the team, but it will make sense to reinforce it with a greater depth. Well, they, then they probably took care of the depth. Greg Newson out of Northwestern, um, your kid out of Notre Dame that you loved or you really you wanted to give a little love out to. Um, yeah, I mean, Newsom's the same. He probably that pick falls in the same deal as we just talked about Jacksonville because that was the same problem. They had the same issues. They couldn't keep their cornerbacks on the field last year dealing with injuries. Yeah, uh, Denzel Ward uh, struggled with injury. Uh, Greedy Williams, I think missed. I think he missed the whole season. I don't know if he even played last year. And they that was part of the Cleveland's problem was giving up the big plays. So I think they're looking to find somebody who can be the playmaker in the back in in that defensive backfield. And and stop giving up the big plays. I want to say they they were up there as far as um, the number of uh, big play touchdowns that were given up, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to say they they were definitely up in the top as far as giving up the big play TDs. So that is in in itself is is where you wanted to try to get some of that depth, and I think that's why they went with uh, uh, cornerback in that uh, with that with that first first pick, and that was right about where Newsom was expected to go anyway. Okay. It's not as if that was a reach or or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, you're talking about uh, Jeremiah Owasu-Koromoa from Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, this is a guy who was ranked, as I said last week, ranked. He was the number one inside linebacker. And uh, I want to say he was in most boards you would find him in the top 15. He was a first-round first rated talent. The problem is his size. Right? He's just... He's got to put some pounds on. He's got to put some muscle on. And I think that's really why he slipped as much as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I w- he should have been a first-round pick. Um, 52nd so overall? That's pretty. Yeah, that's to, a pretty good to, deal, I think. Yeah, to get him in round two, I think they got a great steal there. Yeah. No question. And I'm not saying that just because I'm biased and I'm a Notre Dame fan, but uh, I think they're going to be real happy with, you know, again, if he gets in the right – Gets in the right system. He, he does need, you know, he is lanky, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, they also, I thought it was interesting, they picked up a wide receiver. I don't know if Cleveland really needs a wide receiver, but the third-round pick overall, they picked up Anthony Schwartz. Obviously must have been their top player available at the time, I would assume. Um, then they also... Yeah, I mean, all these teams, all these teams have so many scenarios mapped out, Right. Who do we take if this guy's, you know, do we take this guy if he's there? What do we do if, you know, what do we do if this guy drops to within 10 of our pick? Do we trade up? And, you know, they, yeah. there's so much movement and discussion going on. Um, you know, it's interesting about the Chicago Bears. The obvious question was asked, what if um, Justin Fields wasn't available 
and they stayed at 20, who would they take? Right. And, uh, the, the consensus was that they found, they felt it was too costly to jump into the top 10 to get Justin Fields, even though he was their target. That's who they wanted, but it was too expensive to jump in the top 10. Once he fell out of the top 10, then it became a little bit more affordable. Yeah. You know, it ended up costing them one first round draft pick essentially, plus some moves and some other picks, whatever. Um, but if that didn't happen, they were perfectly good with getting uh, Darisaw, who I think went 23rd, I believe, um, the offensive tackle, which I, I forgot who took him, but in the first round, uh, Darisaw, which that was at Virginia Tech tackle, which uh, was most most boards uh, or most, most mock drafts had the Bears take an offensive tackle that position, so that makes sense. Um, or taking the receiver that the Giants eventually took with that pick, Kadarius Toney. Yeah. So they were pretty high on him um, at that pick, which, you know, eh, he was probably a late first round, mid, high to mid second round uh, grade. Um, so I think I'm, I, I would have been fine with, with Darisaw at that position. I think, like I said, in my draft, I had him taking Jenkins, who slipped into the second round, and they were able to trade up and get him, so even better to yeah. get Justin Fields and him. So I don't know. So, But you, to your point, like I said, I mean, yeah, I mean, Cleveland had a reason to take him. I don't know too much about Schwartz, but uh, I think he, that's what you said his name was. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was probably, you know, obviously he must have been their best guy. So the real question is, was there any teams out there, T-Dog, that surprised you with their picks? Um, any of them? That well, you I think... Oh. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it was interesting because those first two picks, pretty much done, right? Everybody knew who was going. You know, Zach Wilson was going number two, Trevor Lawrence number one. The big question mark was really around what the 49ers were going to do and how that was going to play out the rest of the draft, I think, right? And when they took Trey Lance, who I think has, you know, it was like um, Trubisky, right? He has like 17 starts. He's coming from a small school, North Dakota State. Um, but they that was their guy. Based on what Kyle Shanahan wants to do there, um, you know, maybe it's because Trey Lance doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and Shanahan, you know, they're dealing with that as far as yeah. giving uh, turnovers in the 49ers and that. But once they did that pick, then you had ultimately who was probably the second best player available and Kyle Pitts available there for for the Falcons, and they chose to go with him instead of finding Matt Ryan's replacement with one of the two remaining QBs. Um, and then the rest of it kind of went, um, I want to say that that fifth pick surprised me. I think it surprised a lot of people with Cincinnati taking Jamar chase simply because, um, you know, Cincinnati's offensive line really needs a lot of help. And you had Panay Sewell there, who, which could have been, you know, there's your, there's your guy who's going to keep Joe Burrow from being on his ass most of the time. Uh, so that one was a little bit shocking. Um, Jalen Waddle made sense to me on that next pick. And then, of course, you start getting into where people were expecting the quarterbacks to go. You know, the Bears were were expecting um, Fields not to make it past Detroit or past um, Carolina, right? So Detroit, are they sold on Goff, right? Is he their guy? Um, well, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, it that they didn't go after I mean, you know, one of those guys. A, they spent a lot of money and draft. They got draft picks too, mm-hmm. and they're gonna. You know, oh yeah, I they mean, got, they, they, they got swapped the money. Really picks. is what they swapped. Right, right. 
But, you know, getting... Yeah, it was all said and done. But getting back to the Niners, yeah, you make a good point. You know what's interesting about the Trey Lance quarterback? You know how you're saying the limited amount of experience that he has in college, but what they've seen so far, maybe Mitch Trubisky was that guy that that the Niners were, were really considering in the number two spot of 2017. I mean, think about this. If they're willing to go after a quarterback in the number three pick overall that has very limited experience, here you are. I almost feel like, like the Bears, like 2017 all over for the 49ers now. Here you are. You have two other quarterbacks that have played in the big games and have done well in the big games, and you go with some guy that really is it just somebody you're going to keep on the bench for the next four years or five years? Well, the way um, Jimmy G is playing, uh, I think Trey Lance is going to be out actually sooner than that. Almost kind of like a Trubisky kind of scenario. Here we go. Are we going to see this Trey Lance kid just come out and play decent enough football for the first year or maybe second year and then maybe go down the same path as Mitch did? It's interesting. I almost feel like maybe that's the reason why the Bears jumped ahead or, or, or you know, decided to trade with the Niners because they felt it was a good deal or whatever because they thought that the Niners might take Mitch. Which, looking at this Trey Lance kid, you know, maybe the Niners would have. Who knows? I mean, who knows? But yeah, I almost no, I feel think... like 2017 all over, right? Here we are with the you know, five yeah. decent quarterbacks in the, in, the, in the draft, and the Niners go with Trey Lance? What, what has yeah. he done to prove anything? We've already seen it with Mitch. Not saying Mitch can't be a good quarterback, but he needs more time. He well, the needs difference more. with Trey Lance, though, is also he's 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 a much more mobile quarterback. He's also a winner, right? I mean, he's he won, I think he won all seventeen games that he played in, um, which again is not a lot. It doesn't say a lot. The experience piece of it, yeah. Um, the Niners were pretty set at Solomon Thomas in that two thousand seventeen draft. I think the Bears were jumping into that spot to avoid somebody else going in and getting Mitch Trubisky because he was their guy and they didn't want anybody to leapfrog into the Niners and take him yeah. as more than likely what was there. But, um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Just kind of that whole, okay, you know, the bears did that with uh, Trubisky now is, 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 um, are the 49ers potentially going through the same thing? I think it was a little surprising, not, you know, but not shocking, right? Trey Lance was, um, was was one of the picks that could be there for the 49ers. It was between, you know, him and I think Mac Jones. I don't even know if they were really high on Justin Fields, uh, which we'll find out if they were wrong about that, right? And hopefully they were wrong. <laughs> you know, as a Bear fan, I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that didn't surprise me as much as seeing Devonta Smith drop, drop to 10, which, you know, kudos to the Eagles to jump in and grab him, uh, which, again, we talked about last week, helped us help the Bears because they, you know, the Giants were like, well, shit, we just lost the guy we were going to go after. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and trade out because otherwise they would have stayed right there and taken Devontae Smith if he if he yeah, slipped past. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, you know, a few other surprises. I think uh, Micah Parsons was a bit of a surprise there, and we already talked about that. We beat that up last week with Dallas. Uh, great pick by um, uh, the Chargers getting Slater. Uh, pretty much the 
the second best tackle in the draft. You could even, I mean, he's, you could go one, a one B with Sewell if you really wanted to. I mean, he's, he's definitely up there or even Elijah Vera Tucker, the guy that went right after him. There was that we, we mentioned this, this was a huge draft for offensive line, uh, offensive lineman rather pretty much throughout the first three rounds. So, uh, and then of course, I think it was a bit of a surprise that the, the Patriot, not that they took Mac Jones, but that he fell to them, right? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. He, that he he fell to them without them having to make a move, and he was all, their guy all along. So I think that was pretty 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 interesting there. Uh, and then um, I think beyond that, there was a few other. Um, you know, obviously we touched on some of the ones. I, you know, Jamin Davis was a bit of a head scratcher for Washington at nineteen, um, but you know whatever they felt something you know some yeah. reason they they went with him I, I, didn't, yeah I didn't quite for sure that. i was gonna say washington probably one of the i'm looking at the washington picks as right now i mean jamin davis jamin davis uh linebacker out of kentucky 19th pick overall um sam uh kozumai i think it is ot from texas mm-hmm. uh cor- they picked up a benjamin uh saint just uh cornerback out of minnesota a wide receiver a tight end i don't I don't think they made good picks personally. They need, well, I, mean, I mean, they needed a lot of things, but the, we, I mean, if you wanted to say what definitely probably linebacker was the weakest part of that defense. I mean, you got to remember you, John Bostic, the former Chicago bear was actually their team leader in tackles last season. Yeah. So, no, I understand. and he's, he's no spring chicken. So, you know, it doesn't, I mean, I think every I team by needed no, an O line. I think almost every team needed an O line. Well, you can always, use that but yeah. i mean everybody can use offensive line protection just as ha- this just happened to be the draft that that had that um surprising that the steelers took Najee harris Najee harris though that was a that was a shocker there at 24 i mean you can always find running backs in the later rounds with all the additional um uh big time picks that were available at that point i mean pittsburgh could use some help in some other areas as well yeah but i mean so. they they're pretty thin on running back though Pittsburgh, yeah. you had some, you know, once, once Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, but left part of the problem is the, years the problem with their offensive line too. <laughs> you know, the running back. Yeah, you need you need a running back, but if there's nobody blocking for him, you could have just about anybody which back is, there. Which is true because I'm current. I'm. I, they didn't pick a single. They picked an offensive tackle, and that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> that's all they picked. Yeah. Uh, everything else was well. They picked a guard, but everything else was like tight end. Uh, linebacker, defensive end, edge, Quincy Roche, number, you know, 216th pick, uh, cornerback, and then a punter. <laughs> Picked up a punter. <laughs> hey, there's always going to be a punter out there. A seventh round pick, baby. Yeah. So, so w- what would you say your top three teams that did pretty decent, that ended up being pretty decent for you? Well, if we're going to talk, I mean, I, you, you got to put Jacksonville up there and not because they were incredibly smart. It was basically because where they were, <laughs> where they were picking. Yeah. And I think that puts them in a great position. They got some great, great players or what looks like to be um, a pretty good future there, um, there in uh, uh, Jacksonville. I would say probably I would, number two is for me would be the Bears. I think just for them to kind of, target two big needs on this team i mean they got they really rolled the dice on this one but not in a way of like where what the hell were they thinking this was a 
you know, we got our guy. We we feel that we solved this quarterback issue. Um, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go ahead and move up and grab him, and still get a stud offensive tackle, yeah. which was one of the other two or three major needs. They still need, you know, needed receiver help and cornerback, but having that tackle right there, I think, is just just, just was a great pickup right there. Um, by the Bears, I'd say probably the Chargers would be my third. I mean, with what they were able to do, getting, um, or maybe even the you could even say the Chargers and and the Jets. I mean, the, for the Jets to trade up and get Elijah Vera Tucker and have Zach Wilson, you can you can put them up put yeah. them up there as well. And then my three that I head scratchers. Well, the Raiders were one. We smacked them around last week, right? That was a little surprising. Um, the Saints. I don't know what the hell they were thinking in that in the late first round. Um, taking uh, who the hell did they take? Uh, Peyton Turner out of Houston, right? Defensive end out of Houston. I get you. You can never have enough guys on that defensive line that can rush the passer. Um, maybe it's because Hendrickson left. I think he signed with uh, who did he sign with Cincinnati or something like that. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand that pick. And then I also don't get the Packers cornerback Eric Stokes. He was. I don't even think he was ranked in the. First two rounds out of Georgia. I mean, he was probably the in, he'd be lucky to be in the top ten from a cornerback position overall. So again, I know a lot, a lot of times you see teams that sort of reach for for need instead of skill position or who's the best available. Um, so I I think it'll be interesting to see those look like some reaches for me. So and it's not just because I hate the Packers, but I think they made a stupid pick there in the late first round. So well, speaking of the Packers, since yeah, you brought the them hell? up, what is going on in Green Bay land? Well, what's your thoughts on that whole thing? Well, you know, my thought is is here's my thought. Hold on, here's my thought. All right, you asked me my thought. He's gotta go. There's my thought. <laughs> nice. Yes, absolutely. But you but you know what? This is the here's the story of our life, Go though, ahead. Ron. Go ahead. They're gonna trade, right? They're gonna trade him away. And Jordan Love is gonna come in and be the franchise quarterback for fifteen freaking years <laughs> for the Packers. Why? Because God hates the Bears and he's a Packer fan. I, no. I, I really think that's what it is. I mean, seriously. You had year after year after year of Brett Favre, followed by year after year after year of Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love, you think they're finally going to have a stinker? Or is he going to be the third coming of Brett Favre? Of Favre, Rodgers, freaking... Well, here's the thing. How, how many... They picked up Jordan Love last year, correct? That was the pickup they got last year. Yeah, yeah. That upset. That's why Rodgers was all pissed off. Correct. They didn't give him any help. Yeah. So what's interesting though is Favre was there. Rodgers was behind Favre for at least what four, five years before he started. Um, I don't know if it was quite five. It was definitely at least, at least three. <laughs> yeah. More more than three and less than five. We'll say. Okay. Okay. And you're talking about backing up one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Not saying the greatest. I'm just saying a really damn yeah, good. Don't you dare say is the greatest. No, but a really damn good quarterback with the arrogance, with the arm, with his attitude, with his drinking. 
I mean, he had it all. <laughs> Bottom line is that's who Aaron Rodgers followed. That's who he saw prep day in and day out. That's who the guy got hurt. He got back into the game. I mean, he ended up having the he, what was Iron Man. He had the most games played, right? Without missing anything until like for a quarterback, yeah. yeah. Until I think until our guy knocked him out, yeah. Until, but starts he had all the starts for all those mm-hmm. years of starting until um, God, what was his name? It was the guy from Northwestern on the defensive end that we had. Ah, oh, shit, I can't forget. I can't. It remember wasn't his name. Wolf. No, 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 no. No, Wolf was a running back. No, yeah. it was one of the defensive ends that, that took him out. But the bottom line um, is Rodgers had, you can think about it, the Rodgers, you know, Rodgers had him to follow. And then you have Love, who has one year of Rodgers potentially. I think uh, I think some stinking's going to come. Actually, if you want to hear it, you'll hear it now on Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Right now, you hear it now. If the Green Bay Packers trade away Arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, almost ever, I would think. If they trade him away, and let's say they trade him away, which I'm hearing rumors out there, Denver, Bears first place in the division. <laughs> Period. Okay. All right. I think that I think who's left to compete? Goff. All right. Well, now Detroit. Let's, well, let's come back. Let's come back from La La Land, okay? Because that's not going to happen. All right, I, I just don't see, and you know Brian Gutenkunst or whatever the hell his name is up there. Um, he is he would be run out of town if they traded Rodgers. All right, I mean the guy just had an MVP season. He would be the first MVP, I believe, of an NFL team that didn't play for them the next year, besides retirement. <laughs> I think one was Jim Brown, and I forgot who the other one was. That, you know, the reason they didn't play after their MVP season is because they retired. You don't trade MVPs who threw, throw 40-something touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions. You just don't do it. You figure out, you sit down, and you communicate. And Gunten Kunst, or whatever the hell his name is, actually said that was, he realizes there's a problem. You know, they didn't, you know, you, you look back at last year's draft, and he said that they didn't communicate all this shit very well, right? Okay. But, you look at, I don't know, maybe it's just B, but you look at kind of your your day-to-day and the things that you do. Do you think leadership always thinks, it, you know, goes down to every level? You know, no, AT, the VP of AT&T is not coming to me saying, well, before I make a move, I'm going to see if Tim thinks this is a good idea. Now, I'm no Aaron Rodgers. At the world of AT&T. <laughs> yeah, let's be very clear. I get it. I'm no Aaron. I get it. Trust me, all right? You're you know, as bald I'm, as they I'm come, my a, friend. I, no, it's because I'm not a douchebag. But anyway, Ooh. so Ooh. and while you know, while that this has been the thing that's been really kind of making it hard for him, you, you still have to ask the question: What do they really even know what they have with Jordan Love? Right? I mean, is he? I know these the the Patrick Mahomes comparisons with him, or even the Aaron Rodgers com, or, uh, comparisons that he's been getting. So there, I mean. They're high. They're really high on him, but is he really? I mean, he wasn't even the second string quarterback last year. Yeah, I don't know. Boyle was so. Can they? But could they trade him away? Listen, there's there's some factors in there. Those factors are he's in love with an actress who lives in Los Angeles. Okay, you think close to Vegas? Shiley Woodley, which is his girlfriend or fiance. You think she wants to live in 
Green Bay? I don't think so. <laughs> she ain't going to get no she ain't gonna get serious job offers there, number one. Unless she does some like another filled up there. divergence yeah. again or something. Some crazy shit. Point is... Divergent Green Bay style. <laughs> Sheboygan, maybe. Sheboygan. Point is, though, could there be a little bit of pressure from family and friends and 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 that on on Aaron's side and you're absolutely right you know first off eight the head of the the head high guy from AT&T shouldn't have to come down to you Timothy T dog Wiltberger and ask you anything but when you have arguably the number one quarterback in the NFL today you you would think you'd have some kind of conversation don't you think yes yeah, then that, then that, I know I was, I was kind of jokingly when I said that. I mean, you do have to have. There's got to be at least some communication on where the direction is going. It doesn't even, you know, AT and T doesn't tell me where they're putting new fiber in because why would they, right? Because then the competitors would come in and say, hey, you know, we're, we'll go there before them. So there, there are certain things that the company's not going to divulge, and they're not necessarily going to go to Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, we're picking this guy. But maybe they say, "Here's our strategy. Here's what we're going after. We're gonna we're gonna target offense here. We're gonna target defense here. We've got, you know, uh, this many uh, targets on the offensive side of the ball. We're looking at, and See, this many on the defensive side of the ball. Because for the most part, most people on the, unless you're not paying attention, you know where your weaknesses are on the team, right? Um, so if you know you have shitty wide receivers." Does he really even need to go in there and say, "Hey, get me a wide no, receiver"? No, and I don't think. Know but that. honestly, you're absolutely right too. I don't think that they should have a conversation. They don't need to have a conversation with Aaron Rodgers about who they're going to pick next in the draft. I don't think Aaron Rodgers number one has really no say in it. He has no say whatsoever. And I think that the only thing I'm saying is, shouldn't you have some kind of communication with your head quarterback? Your number one guy. Yes. The guy absolutely. that brings in every one of those fans to your stadium and say, hey, you know what? You're still my number one guy. I still have faith and trust in you. I have faith in the head coach, but, you know, we're going to go with what's best for Green Bay. And at the end of the day, you know, do you still want to be a part of it? And I think they should have that conversation with him. Honestly, if they have, great. If they do, if they didn't want it, you know, then they're in a predicament. Do they just out of bitterness just keep him? Just to, you know, he still has to perform, right? He still has to come to work. He has mm-hmm. a, a a large, hefty paycheck that he needs to get paid on. He's still going to come to work. But you're absolutely right. I don't think that the Green Bay Packers need to sit down with Aaron Rodgers and say, "Hey, Aaron, um, here's our first round pick, second round pick. Oh, by the way, we're going to pick a quarterback. Don't get too pissed." I'm sorry, he's under contract. You know what? Tough shit. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we are gonna right? make our team better for now and the long run. And the long and run. We feel and you know what? If you continue to play at the level you're playing at, you will be our quarterback and Jordan Love will be playing somewhere else. And if Only, Jordan Love sits behind yeah. him through his entire four year rookie contract and doesn't see a down, then great. Then you basically yeah. prove that we made and he can't even call it a bad investment. You know, we're making it. He's thirty, what, thirty eight, thirty seven, thirty eight years yeah. old. Yeah, we're we're okay. If you play like you did this year, next year, you're right, Jordan. You don't have to worry about him. You let us worry about him. If something happens to you, you get hurt, or you, you know, and wh- who do you, I mean? 
what you think that you should never have any potential replacement for you that you you why because we should say oh we'll never we don't want to do that and just yeah then you get to have a bad season or you get to play like shit you still i mean not that he would he would not play up to his potential but how do you know your potential is not going to start changing yeah and those muscles are starting not going to be recover as quick and yeah you know your Aaron, bones are getting more brittle <laughs> aaron Rodgers, 37 years old Okay, thirty-seven. The, whatever. the question, though, really is: it, you you wonder if that's how Favre was when they brought in Aaron Rodgers. You wonder if that's if, exactly how that's exactly how it was. Favre was pissed off at that. Yeah, at that. So that pick. You wonder. You wonder why Aaron would be the same way. He probably got the you know, hey, you're the rook. Go you know, wash my underwear. Go clean the. I stepped in some dog shit. Go ahead and clean that off my shoe. It's called arrogance. That's that's all. It all is. I'm all I'm getting at though is obviously Aaron probably was witness to that with Brett, and everything comes full circle. Now Aaron's in the same position as where Brett was, and you know he's he's. You know, playing the, you know, I'm the best quarterback in the world. Great. Good for you. But, you know, don't do not do anything to improve the team because I am the team. Really? There you go. Well, uh, you know, you heard it here first on Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. If Aaron Rodgers does go to the Denver Broncos, Chicago Bears first place, baby. First place. All right. Let's mark it down. Mark it down. Hey, um, what is it? May 18th is the NFL's uh, scheduling. Schedule should come out on May 18th. No, so, it's this week. Are you sure? Let's look. Yeah. I believe it's either the 12th or the 14th. I want to say, I don't know. Look it up. But I believe it's actually coming out here relatively, relatively soon. We'll see where and when. But we'll see when the Bears are playing in Vegas. Oh, I know. I can't wait. Uh, May 12th. I, I thought You're was, absolutely right. May 12th. Yeah. Yeah. At 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, and uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Yeah, what they'll do is they'll, uh, I think earlier in the day, they'll release like some of the uh, primetime games. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll throw some of those out there and. Um, and then they'll release the full schedule later. I hope on. the Bears so. Raiders is not in like. God, I hope the Bears Raiders is not in London. <laughs> Didn't they already play in London? Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> I don't think that would be the case. <laughs> that would be brutal, dude. I'm not flying and to they London. Don't have well. They always have a West Coast game on Thanksgiving night. So it could be a Thanksgiving game if the Raiders host the Bears on Thanksgiving night. Ooh. Possibly. Although they would probably more do a rivalry game. I love they, it. They usually they do rivalry games on that. So, you know, there is that possibility. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And and that's going to be fun. We're going to do a live podcast right from the tailgate. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right after the game. <laughs> we we will. We're going to – I'm going to figure out how to get a – I know we can get – we could throw it up on Facebook Live. We can Facebook Live our podcast. So that's that's a possibility. Nice. Just give well, in tune in uh, tune in next week there, Potato Heads, and we'll be talking NFL schedule when that since that'll be out. We'll be able to walk through that and take a look at key games and which games we're going to try to go to once we can start going to games again and all that. So I think uh, Goodell said there's going to be um, 
full stadiums. That's what so. I'm hearing. We'll see. Yep. But you know what? Uh, as I opened up in my intro, those Chicago Cubbies. Oof. What do you mean, oof? You're at 500. John Madal would be absolutely ecstatic. Ecstatic? Yeah, that's right. Crazy. Because he's a lunatic. Well, we were, well, you, you, 500 you, ball, <laughs> baby. Yeah, 500 but, ball. You know, and to get to 500, folks, they had a beat up on a little team. A tiny little, what, $400 million team called the... Not quite that. L.A. Dodgers. But the Cubs, but dude, the, the yeah, they're 500, but the Cubs are also like a roller coaster, man. This is, this this can't be, you remember their offense was like brutal. Yeah. And then they scored like 40 runs in four games and won four in a row. And then they scored 10 runs in five games and lost five in a row. They were outscored like whatever, 30 to 40 to 10 or something. Uh huh. And now, then they won, then they just had five in a row, right? And all five of those, well, four of the five, the last five games have been by one run. So they're like the cardiac Cubs. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it, there's, there's the one cardiac. run stuff, but. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just all this freaking. Well, you know what I mean. But I do know you yes, mean. Yes, they beat up the Dodgers. You're supposed Dodgers to play actually, with me on this. It's called uh, role play, buddy. That's how that yeah. works. Oh. You know what I mean. Me. <laughs> Good God, <laughs> Shut up, you douche canoe. So, this guy sucks. Yes, you, <laughs> the Dodgers. Shut the Kiss my ass. Lick the sweat off my sack, you mother. Oh, sorry. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. exactly. You're gonna have to beep out some shit on this one. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll put it down as we we were doing some swearing. It's all good. Well, so my uh, yeah, so my boy Kevin, big Dodger fan, he yeah. was. I didn't really hear much to him from him. On, oh, I wonder um, why. That we game. should get him on the podcast however, right now. However, when I went to uh, when we went to uh, my wife's aunt's house for Mother's Day or for Ryan's birthday on Friday, yeah, um, her husband. Printed up in full color, the Cubs sweep of the Dodgers and handed to him when he walked in the door. Oh, if he wanted no. to talk about it, yeah. Is he a he Cub fan? Is he, he's a huge Cub fan. He, he actually knows Tom Ricketts very well. Really? So, so why yeah, isn't he getting yeah. you tickets, dude? That's not really. Uh, well, I'm sure he could if he if he could. I'm, I don't I don't know. know. I'm, probably because I don't live in Chicago. <laughs> Uh, you don't need to live in but, Chicago. Go to the game, my friend. Uh, let's let's well, make that, let's work that to... angle, bro. All right. So I will Cubs work on that. seventeen and seven. They're seven and three in the last ten. They've lost one. But you said Hendricks. This was the game they lost today. You said Hendricks has yeah. been playing some a little bit better ball. Would you still say that he's a number one starter? Well, he's not pitching like it this year. There you go, Mandala. He's certainly not. As a matter of fact. It's about time for Hendricks to get run over by the smack wagon because of the way he's been pitching this year because he's making me look like an ass, right? So, yes, I had him as at least a number two starter on any team. But now, he this year, his ERA is, what, over six? He's walking people. He just can't seem to. He had one good start, which was the beginning of the five game five game streak that I was just talking about. Um, and he's not pitching like the Kyle Hendricks that 
that he's supposed to pitch like. So he's making me look bad, Ron, in the eyes of our potato heads. I'm not happy he, he about He is, that. but, you know, he did. Hendricks is making positive progress in the loss. Instead of giving up, you know, seven runs in the first inning, he only gave up four. Not bad. But no, after, but after that, after the four runs, though, he settled down. Right? He did a better job that he didn't allow any more runs beyond that, I don't think. Right? That's what we're going with? Come on now. Listen, I personally don't care. The Cubs, to me, suck a bag. And you know what they suck a bag of. Happy Mother's Day. Just saying. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm not a big Cub fan, to be honest with you. But I will talk well, Cubs. thanks for being honest with me. <laughs> I will talk Cubs because we have to. <laughs> nothing more, nothing <laughs> nice. less. Hendricks well, gave up four you know, hits with an EV under 74 miles an hour today. That's tied for, the, for, much, for uh, most such hits allowed in a game in this season in MLB. Which is a short season so far, but he, he actually, so he, he did pitch well against the Dodgers and you would think, wow, he went against the defending world champions and allowed seven hits. I think he struck out six, gave up one walk, one run to lower his ERA to yeah. 6.07. Yeah. Right. And you would think, well, Hey, maybe this is him turning the corner. Right. But the, but the Dodgers, these guys, so the defending champions, they started 13-2. and two. They have now lost, I think, five series in a row. They've lost like 15 of their last 20. Yeah. Right? And so they're, so did Hendricks actually beat a, um, a good team? I mean, they, they beat, he beat a struggling team, right? Yeah. And then he came out and he, he lays a stinker against the Pirates, who, who are a terrible team. So he just, so... Honk that horn, run his ass over. Hendricks, you're making me look like an ass. I'm not happy about it. There you go. But hey, but at least we did sweep the Dodgers. We took two out of three from the Pirates. I think we're at, we're going to be, we got the uh, DH starting tomorrow because we're going to be at Cleveland. Uh, that's going to be a good playing game. Playing the Indians. Yeah, see how you do. Maybe you'll, you'll win, uh, you'll take four of seven. That's what I think. Oh, Just like you yeah. did in the world. I, I got you. I got your reference there, buddy. See, I, I, I don't. Oh, what you're putting. Are you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. A little, a little slow. A little Cleveland slow. actually, you know, you should be rooting for uh, the Cubbies because Cleveland's right on nipping at the heels of the White Sox. They're they're both pl- playing very well right now, um, putting up runs, and uh, so they're just a game back, I think, from the White Sox. Kansas City's fading like crazy. Yeah, huge. They've, They've lost, lost eight like in a row. eight in a row. But let me let's get back mm-hmm. to the Cubs real quick, though. You have to, we have to tip our hat though to Chris Bryant. He's finally warming up, and whatever he did, whatever he did, whatever conversation he had with his father to basically, you know, keep an eye on the ball instead of hit hitting underneath, hit through the ball. He's hitting three oh eight. He's got twenty six runs. He's leading the league, leading the Cubs in average runs. Home runs. That's not bad. Which isn't saying much, leading the Cubs in that category, considering I think um, Jock Peterson just today got his average over 200. In order to do that, he had to go three for four. Yeah, but you had nobody over 200 or over 250 or something. You you yeah. guys say we're hitting. Couldn't hit, let's see. Let's go back to one of the podcasts. Couldn't hit your way out of a wet paper bag. 
So for Chris Bryant to be hitting 308 and, you know, getting he is he's he's playing a hell of a lot better than he did. Uh, he's up in his stock for possible trade, obviously. Well, and I asked, I actually asked Kevin about, we talked about that today. I talked to my son about that and I said, you know, what's that going to mean? He said, good trade value. And he said, yeah, well, what if the Cubs aren't in a position to trade away talent? What if they hover around that 500 mark or they're within a few games? Because that National League Central is not, nobody's running away with it. There, no, no team there is showing that they're going to run away with the National League Central. I mean, you could have a team win that division under 90 runs, easy, or wins. Yeah. Under 90 wins, easily. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you get into the, you know, heading into the trade deadline and you're only two or three games out of first. You can't trade Chris Bryant. You can't justify ah, that. Well, I mean, Ricketts can. Well, okay, he can, but you can't justify it, right? I mean, what they needed was, you know, the Cubs not to do well, and but him to do well, which yeah. is really kind of what's happening right now. I mean, the Cubs, like I said, they're just a roller coaster. They're another five-game losing streak away from being five games under five hundred. So it, it's really going to be interesting to see how this plays out, to see if um, – you know, what will this mean? Because it doesn't yeah. seem like an extension is the option is going to be the possibility. Right. So it's either where they ride with him, they ride or die. Yeah. And get nothing for him by the end of the year, other than they'll probably give him a qualifying <laughs> offer. Yeah. They'll give him a one year qualifying offer and they'll get a draft pick out of it. Whoever signs him, the Cubs will get a probably a second or third round or a supplemental first round pick because he'll decline the option. Yeah, and it's a tough get one, signed dude. by somebody else. Yeah. Or you trade him. But it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to trade him when you're ten games under five hundred than if you're two games well, out. Which two on guys? Which two guys do you say the Cubs would possibly trade? I what we talking about before? Yeah, I had said that Anthony. If I were to keep the, I know Anthony Rizzo was one of them to keep. Right, keep. Yeah, yeah. Keep him. Get him signed. Which two guys um, did you say are likelihood the Cubs possibly could trade? Bryant and Contreras. Was our third guy? Uh, I well, Javier Baez. Thank you. Most certainly. So, yeah. so your top leading the batting, Chris Bryant, three hundred eight. Chris Bryant, twenty six runs. Chris Bryant, nine home runs. Javier Baez, twenty five RBIs, and Javier Baez is six stolen bases. So those two guys are actually putting up the numbers right now to possibly increase their value. Mm-hmm. And which is going to be great for Ricketts, especially if the Cubs are not within reach. But you're absolutely right. Talking about the the NL Central, I mean, Cubs are three and a half games out of first right now. And it's early, right? We're talking, what, 160-plus games? Mm-hmm. And they're three and a half games out. Okay. And the three and a half games out, they played uh, 34 games already. They still have 130 games left. I mean, anybody. The worst team in the NL Central... It's the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they're only six games out. There's only two game, two teams above 500, Milwaukee at 19 and 16, and St. Louis Cardinals, which we thought were, was probably going to be the number one for this year anyways in the division at 21 and 14. So maybe in another 70 games, if Cubs are, I don't know, 10 or 15 games back. 
And if, oh, that'd be easy. That's easy. It's a trade, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're dealing if you're ten or fifteen games. And back. if you're not, let's say that you're within one to two games there. What what are you getting? I think Cubs need pitching for sure. You have to bring in a pitcher. But they also don't have a lot to go after. They don't have a lot to to in the farm system to bring in anybody of substance. So they're not going to be bringing any big fish in. Um, well, the Cubs need a pitcher, not a belly itcher. You, you were that. just waiting to use that, weren't you? <laughs> uh, they need a batter, not a broken ladder. There is some bad news in the world of baseball. Uh, Jacob DeGrom looks like he might have to leave for a while. He's, I think he had to get an MRI done. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what he's been doing from the no, Mets. No, but he's one he of their top has, players. For sure. Yeah, he's got 65 strikeouts through 40 innings with a whip of 0.6. So he's giving up almost a half of a, a walk and a hit per inning. I mean, his ERA is 0.6 something as well. Um, two-time Cy Young Award winner that they were really getting some good, good stuff out of him this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jesus, 65 strikeouts, only seven walks in 40 innings pitched. That's insanity. I mean, that was he's off to a tremendous start. And now he may miss some time. So bad news for the Mets. Not that I really care about the Mets, but that came up on my ticker that uh, DeGrom is in some trouble well, the, there. So. The White Sox, I haven't been seeing a lot of choke symbols from Ozzie Guillen lately. I haven't been seeing any crying Jordans either. Crying Jordans? Um, well, that's because they're winning. They're six games over five they They've won three in a row, seven out of ten. They're winning right now. The White Sox are actually playing good baseball. They're playing really good baseball. Actually, I'm still pretty high on that rookie. Mercedes. Yeah, geez. I mean, he's not hitting 400, but he's hitting no. 375, I think. I mean, today alone he had he was one shy of the of the um cycle. He had a triple, he had a double, he had a single. All he needed was the home run. Now that would have been mm. cool. But and today got, so yeah, and he got the toughest one out of the four being the triple. So yeah. there you go. And you know he's a big kid, As, you know you know he's booking around those bases, so it must have been a really good hit. But White Sox won today nine to three. They've swept Kansas City, which you know Kansas City's playing pretty horrible, and they swept them on the road, which is the I think it's the longest. I think they've beat the Kansas City on the road uh, on the road twelve games or ten game somewhere between ten and twelve games already. And um, they're, I think the longest uh, wins against a team on the road is like 15 or something. So, hey, White Sox, no more crying, no more choking Guillen, okay? Well, they just straight up beat the crap out of the Royals. But, you know, obviously Kansas City is not, you know, the best team. They're in third place. They're one below four hundred, so they're they're basically hitting about the Cubs, you know, right right around where the well, Cubs. Well, they're beating be. the the one thing that's about the Sox is they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah, right. I mean they're they're beating the Tigers. They're beating. They swept the Rangers a couple of weeks ago. I remember, and that that's definitely um, was a big was a you know they need to beat those teams. It's you know the Cubs don't need having no business losing to the Pirates, right? Uh, but they did. <laughs> so, 
Um, but we'll see. It's gonna. It should be a good series actually coming up tomorrow. I think um, the oh no, they're playing the Twins. Uh, twins are sucking this year. Which there's a that's a surprise. That is a surprise. They can't yeah. seem they can't seem to figure out what the hell's going on in Minnesota. They can't. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're actually playing that bad. They're they're in just about every game they play. Yeah. They're just I don't know if they're just not getting the the power that you know they're accustomed to or what. But they're the Twins are not playing really well. Well, uh, you're absolutely right. I need the Cubs still to win because they need to beat Cleveland. Cleveland's one game back. They're eighteen and fourteen mm-hmm. right now. So if the Cubs can do you know do a little Chicago love, Chicago favor. Uh, we might see uh, the White Sox gain some ground. The, and as a matter of fact, the Cubs can gain some not some ground, uh, ground on that too with some wins. But Yarman uh, uh, Mercedes is hitting uh, 373. We got Nick uh, Mandergal with 20 runs. Jose Abreu with six home runs. He also is leading uh, the White Sox with 26 RBIs. And Tim Timmy Timmy Anderson. With six stolen bases, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, Tim Anderson was thinking the other day, or if it wasn't today. He did. Tim Anderson jokingly takes a swing while jumping up at a practice pitch from Mike Miner. <laughs> What's he doing? So he hurt himself. He probably hurt himself. No, but you know, just uh, Tim Anderson jokingly takes a swing. I don't know what's so funny about that, but uh, you know, he's got nothing better to do. Mm-hmm. All I know is I'm happy to see the uh, White Sox, uh, you know, continue on from what they were doing from last year. I know it's early, John Mandala, and all those Cub fans out there. It's early. I get it. But we can see some big, big games. Actually, talking about big games, man, We, you know, my birthday, June, is in June. And um, I'm thinking I might be out in... Uh, I might have to go to Houston, baby. I think it's Houston. White Sox play on my birthday. I won't say the date exactly. But <laughs> why? Why? I don't know. Why not? But okay. uh, I'm. I may have to drag your ass along, my friend. I may have to drag you along. Is the is the Yanks uh, finally winning some games, T Dog? Yankees finally oh, yeah. getting. Yankees some- are no longer the worst team in the American League. They're 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 over five hundred. They absolutely are winning games. Yeah, they just won today, three so, two against the Nationals. Yeah, they were well. Everybody's beating the, the National League East, other than the Mets. I mean, the Mets. See, that's the thing. The Mets, I think, had took over first place there. They'd won four or five in a row, and then they find out their best pitcher, who's just been dominating, is now possibly gonna have to go on the shelf. I mean, what is you just got? You almost get sad. <laughs> To the National League East. Well, Yank, yeah. actually, the the whole state of the National League, man. I mean, the Dodgers. Look at what's going on with the Dodgers, and you know, and the Giants are surprising everybody. I don't think anybody expected the Giants to be competing for the top spot in the National League West. Right? It was going to be the Dodgers and Padres in that order. Um, the National League East. There's what only one team over five hundred, maybe. Um, and, yeah, one team. And, and, the then, and then the and then the central. You talked about the the Cardinals and the Brewers just barely. I mean, it's just it just seems like there's a a, a stench of mediocrity in the National League right now. But and as a matter of fact, I believe overall we don't have to get too deep into this. But overall, I think hitting is down like significantly. I mean, they changed the baseball this year. They made it softer. I think. 
Oh, really? And uh, and you know, batting average down is down in the mid two or low two thirties. So when we were ripping the shit out of the Cubs at the beginning of the year about how poor their offense was, um, well, it's Major League Baseball's fault because they changed the baseball. Um, so why would they do that anyways? Handle. I mean, you want to see runs. If you're going to, if you're watching a baseball game, or if you're at a baseball game, Tim, you want to see mm-hmm. runs. I don't think anybody. Now they've had what they've had. They've had two, um, no hitters thrown. One that was only seven innings. That doesn't officially count, but two no no nos out there. One almost a perfect game, if not for a drop third strike or a wild pitch third strike. And so. At the end of the day, though, is that really what base MLB wants to see? Is a bunch of no nos and and <laughs> you know, I wouldn't mind four hits. No hitter. I think that's pretty impressive. I think it, I think honestly, no. Uh, that's I get what great. You're saying. That's Chicks great. Dig the long ball. No, I no, you. no, no. I mean, you do. You do dig the long ball. I get mm-hmm. that. But at but at the end of the day, you're there to see people hit even doubles and triples and and just good baseball even if it's short ball which is which is you know how the white Sox won their 2005 world series it was it was the long ball they did yes they hit a lot of home runs but at the end of the day you still need the bat on the ball you still need to hit uh base hits and and into the gaps and stuff like that you still got to do that now MLB changing the baseball where you we're now seeing a lower, you know, lower hitting. Well, that I'm sorry, but that's boring. That's boring. And who wants to watch that? And the whole MLB, you know, just to get on the side note with MLB, you know, them pulling out the all-star game out in, in Atlanta. What are they thinking? Sports has nothing to do with politics. Period. End of story. End it there we're not talking politics on this podcast and neither should the mlb let alone lebron james any of these fools LeBum. the bottom line is you know we're a bunch of sports fans and we want to see them play their game they get paid millions and millions of dollars to play a sport so let them let them play their sport Support the kids that are interested in playing those those sports and stop worrying about adult shit. So shut up about it. Because Atlanta or Georgia, they're pissed. I mean, seriously, you're going to pull out. You're going to pull out. You know, that's what she said. Mm-hmm. Happy Mother's she Day. She shared in. <laughs> Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. But... You know, getting with getting back to that, I'm just saying, let's watch some sports, let's talk some sports, and let's stop talking about the other bullshit. That's all I'm getting at. And then there's hockey. <laughs> what a, what a transition! Playoff, playoff time, playoff time, right? guys. We are so close to the playoffs; it's not even funny. Aren't the teams set? Why don't you? Set, aren't they? Hey, uh, couch potato heads! Why don't you give us your prediction on wh- who you think is going to come out of each division? I want to hear what you think. It, what teams are going to come out of each division? Now, remember, there are four divisions. Each division has four teams going into the playoffs, folks. You've got the Honda West. 
that currently has Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, which, by the way, T-Dog, is about what I said. I think I had St. Louis in third and Minnesota in fourth. We'll have to go back uh, once these games are done. I'll have to go back on some of the podcasts when we talked about, you know, who I thought were the top four in each division. I think mm-hmm. we talked about that. Yep. But, you know, we, Vegas is at 80 points. They're tied with Carolina right now with 80 points overall. So they do have an opportunity to have the best record in the National Hockey League. Uh, if you guys haven't been following NHL, let me just tell you right now, they had a shortened season due to the whole COVID so they're playing 56 games instead of your typical uh, 82 games. And now they're, are, they're getting down to the wire. Arizona's So in the West, Arizona's already finished, and so is Anaheim. They're done. They're out. San Jose is out. Los Angeles, out. They suck. Vegas Golden Knights are leading with 80 points. Colorado's in second place. They have one game in hand, which means they have three more games to play. Vegas has two more games to play, and Vegas is in the lead by four points. So Vegas has to tie Colorado, get a tie, or win straight up the next two games. And guess who they play, T-Dog? Take a guess. Colorado. They play Colorado. They played them one, and I I believe they're playing, I want to say they're playing St. Louis maybe as their other one, or it could be Minnesota, I can't remember. But nevertheless, it's a big game, and they play Colorado tomorrow. Big, big game. Folks, if you have a chance to watch the Vegas Golden Knights play, I mean, uh, last night they played uh, St. Louis, and they ended up uh, taking two of the games, the last two games, the one went in overtime which I was happy cheering in Provo, Utah, and my 2% bear that I had ordered. You know, Wait, what? Yeah. 2%. Yeah, or 1%. That, that's, I think the max is like 3%, maybe, for alcohol in, in Utah. You got to be shitting me. No, no. You do not want to party in Utah. I mean, you could. You'd probably be a rock star, bro. Dude, yeah, I just drank ex- like 40 beers. It's so bloated, yeah, but right? Yeah, if it's the same price, it's gonna, it'd be ex- expensive to it's, get drunk there. I think it's cheaper, to be honest with you. But never well, I would hope so. <laughs> Bastards, what the hell? Is, what's the point? I don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot of drug addiction in Utah. I could tell you that. Well, that's because it's easier. It must be. Jesus but Christ. But Vegas and Vegas Colorado, if you haven't had your opportunity to watch, the, get... get Get it on. You can get it on NHL66.ir. I know that's a free site that you can actually watch games if you can't get them out of market. Go there and check out that game. It's going to be really, really good. I mean, you're talking potentially the best team in the league. Now, is it the best team in the league? I don't know. They haven't played any of the other divisions, so we really don't know. But Carolina in your central division, T-Dog, Dallas got whipped on on Chicago. Carolina has 80 points with one game left. Florida has won, I don't know how many in a row. Five? Five in a row. They're in second. And Tampa Bay's in third. And Nashville is in in fourth. So Dallas, Chicago, Detroit, and Columbus, you guys suck. You're not even in the playoffs. So understand this, couch potato heads. Hockey is 
four divisions. Each division's going to play until there's a winner. And then those winners will play against the other divisions. So we're still going to watch, which is pretty sad, actually. We're still going to watch the same two teams play <laughs> that we've been watching <laughs> all season long. Right. It, that's what makes it so weird. Weird and boring. I think what we need is we need the Blackhawks to lose their last game, and then we need, and then we need. Oh no, that's not going to matter. No. Then we a, need the Los Angeles to win their last three, and Calgary to win their last four and improve the Blackhawks' draft position. Yeah, whatever. Try to get in the top ten, baby. Mass Mutual East. Pittsburgh's in seventy-seven points. Washington is in seventy-five points. Pittsburgh's done. So uh, Boston's in, New York Islanders in, out. Rangers, Philly, New Jersey, and Buffalo that had a whopping 15 wins. But, hey, not too far behind them is New Jersey with 19. They were a negative, Buffalo, negative 61 for gold diff. Oof, they suck. And then don't forget about the Scotia North. Toronto in 76. Edmonton in for 68 points. Winnipeg is in, surprisingly, with Winnipeg. I'd rather, I'd rather win a cup than Winnipeg, just saying. Uh, Montreal is potentially could okay, be in. I need, okay, okay, I need some buttons on my side here for when you have a stupid joke. There's got to be something for me to be no, able to throw back. No. Okay. Uh, you, hey, okay, we got to spend some money, my friend. Where's where's the button? There's got there's where's the damn button? There's got to be a button over here for me to push. This damn it! All right, carry on. He's got to go. And then yeah, Montreal, I need, I need Montreal, Calgary, Ottawa, Vancouver. Now Montreal and Calgary. One of them is going to get in. Calgary still has. Uh, four more games to play. They're at 49 points total. If they won their four, they get eight. That'd be 57. Oh. Theoretically, nice. Theoretically, Montreal, if they lose, now they've lost three in a row. If they lose the next two games, Calgary could leapfrog them. Probably not. It's probably going to be Montreal. Vancouver, no way. They still have seven more games to play, but there's no way that they're going to do it. So at the end of the day, folks, we've got playoff hockey. We'll be talking more about it next week for sure. But if you get your chance, man, I think the I think uh, Carolina, whoever they're playing next, will be a great game to watch along with the Vegas Golden Knights. Pittsburgh's pretty much done, and Toronto is pretty much. They got two more games left, but here we go, folks. I wish I had like a hockey intro. Something. We've got to get it. We've been talking about that. We need to get it done. Need to make it happen. But you know what it costs? Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, Straight homie. Cash, homie. And then yeah, any, right, anything you want to end end on, T Dog? Anything on your mind? No. You know what? We're I think I'm gonna look I'm looking forward to next week, man. We'll talk about the NFL schedule. Uh NHL playoffs. Cubs probably on a five game losing streak since that's what they are. Roller coaster streaky team. And uh, at least one crying Jordan from John Mandala. We need one crying Jordan go. from Johnny Mandala. You know why he hasn't been on Facebook lately? Because he's finally not on Facebook. About time. 
You have been listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MM Couch Potatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are. The Monday Morning Couch Potato Podcast is for general sports purposes only. Thanks for listening. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs>